Welcome everyone to episode 7 of the Mutant Monday recording and we are blessed with uh, Orange Dale, Orange Background, uh, Misk. Hello. How the devil are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing Vicky? I'm very excited. It's like I sort of don't think we've had, we've not had anyone from London other than you Chris have we? We haven't even interviewed you yet. Should should probably no. be doing an interview with Chris, Chris as, well. as well. No, no, no. You guys recovered from eight first? No, I have definitely not. No, it's, it was it was good while we were there. It's just catching up. It's uh, was very very intense intense time, but uh, yeah, meeting all the uh, apes as many as I met in person was was surreal, really surreal. Along with obviously every other conceivable different kind of project going on as well. Mm. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of ape bonding going on. Yeah, it's a shame we missed out, really. I think it would be better for the next time because I think that that having the two kind of on top of each other was also a bit of a challenge logistically. So I'm looking forward to the sort of kinks being ironed out for for next year. Probably things will be a little bit more settled as well. But um, how did you first get into apes? Well, how did you first find the Board Ape Yacht Club? Right. So I bought my first ape on June the 1st for 0.8 weeks. And um, I've probably got a different journey to most, actually. And I've been listening to past podcasts and listening to what people have said. But I probably a bit different to most just due to the fact of how many apes I've been through and different trades. But I got into it back in... Um, like I said, I bought my first one on June 1st, but I bought my first NFT in February the 1st. So I got into it listening to looking at Nifty Gateway and I was looking a lot through Twitter and researching. A good friend of mine was like, you know what, you would do well looking at uh, Nifty Gateway and looking at these NFTs. And he was the one who kind of brought me into the scene. And from there, I just, I just, you know, you know, when you get on Twitter, you just continue to research, and it was, it was just like it just expanding and blew my mind. And um, I actually, <laughs> I actually got into board apes because one of my friends told me about them, and he said, you know, there's money to be made in this. And at first, it was for me, it was more about the money in the community and the way that has actually flipped now is quite incredible. So, I was researching and looking at these apes and my friend like i said he he told me have a look into it and i um i saw the name dr berry now <laughs> for those that know uh, most people listening to the podcast will know who dr berry is and he's the bot who keeps continuously bidding and he was you know there was a lot of paper hands in the beginning and people were were giving up their apes and i was seeing that he was making money so a light bulb kind of clicked in my head and i started to make like 0.1 and 0.2 and I started to slowly build up a bankroll and then I got really into the actual art as well so once I got into the community I just it like it was just it was just amazing it's just been an incredible story but like it's just I, I went through about 100 apes before I built up enough to be able to own a couple of apes at the same time 100 yeah not all at once so my first date, like I said, was 0.8. <laughs> and I was continually bidding and setting and trying to make 0.1s and 0.2s. And to be honest with you, I let so many good apes go. And I regret a lot of what I've done. But a lot of it has put me in a position where I am today. And so just putting in, like, the Weath offers and then turning them over. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at Dr. To... Berry. And you were seeing, like, I mean, what's your guys' thoughts on Dr. Berry? Because I know everyone knows who he is and... 
I've not seen much of him lately. I think maybe he's got a different job now. Yeah, I haven't seen him lately. But at the time, when it was first happening, you could just see that there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of money to be made. And that just attracted me to the project. Now, after that initial attraction, that's when I started talking to people in the Discord and the community and listening to other people, listening to their stories. And it was just incredible. Like, it just blows your mind. Expand. Expand my brain. You know, when you go down the YouTube rabbit hole, it was all like going down the the Twitter rabbit hole. And it's just, um, you know, it was just, it just overtook my life. Like, it was, I was continually looking at these apes 24 hours a day. Like, there was no sleep. It was like broken sleep. I was continually getting outbid emails and successful emails and then talking to people. Then I started slowing down on the bids and, you know, it was like, oh, I like this ape, I like this trait. Oh. And then it was just like, just that Steph Curry weekend was just amazing. It was just, <laughs> it was just incredible just how much the community has grown and how much this community can continue to grow with just the utilities that they're offering and promising and did, the roadmap. And when you were doing these splits and trades, did you ever get to the point where where you got attached to any of like the apes where you didn't really want to have to sell? <laughs> so my biggest sell was a 40 cheetah that I got really attached to. And I said, I'm not selling it. I'm not selling it. And in the end, I had too good of an offer. I had to sell it. It was 110 ETH. I was like, that's a heck of a lot of money to me. <laughs> so I had to, I had to set it, but it, it's still not, there is still an ape out there for me that I want. There's a trippy ape that I've got my eye on. And if I ever get the chance to get that, that will be my forever ape. And so obviously, God, I say you must've spent hours on there to go through a hundred. Oh, it was, it was, it was insane. It was, it was honestly, there was no sleep. It was hard work and it was really fun though. It was as much as that sounds crazy myself, it was it was really fun just sitting there and learning about it and meeting people. Like there's friendships that I've developed. Like <coughs> I will say, um at Ape Gang, I would like to say he was someone that has always been able to someone I've met now who's always been there and helped me, got me my first ape. Like he was very respectful to the community and got everyone their first apes. Like it's just nice to see humble people and let that continue. And then when you when um obviously you heard that there was gonna be serums and mutants come, how many apes did you have then? <coughs> At that point, I had four apes. So I was actually up the night it, um, mutants were announced. So I actually got to mint another three apes as well, uh, three mutants. So uh, I got another three at mint, and I had four apes at the time. But I got no M2s. I only got M1s. Oh, actually, the one M2 I got was the one I sold you, Vicky. The the uh bought the pipe one was it you i saw the pipe one the orange in the background <laughs> i was gonna say it's like i like it yeah that was the best one i got yeah yeah i got attached to him actually 
Yeah, I got Mr. Orange. Yeah, he was very unusual. <laughs> if you're that attached to him. <laughs> no, I think the mutants is like you, when when we talk about mutants, I think they're actually really undervalued. Um, especially when we're talking about the token distribution and certain aspects that's going to include. Is that going to break up M1s, M2s? I think the serums on their own is very undervalued. I think when they start getting short supply, you know, basic economics, I am. Um, yeah, I think the mutants are really, really undervalued. I think there's some really good ones out there. I know it's a lot funny, of people. Actually, quite a few people. I know quite a few people I've spoken to said that on the night, like you were talking about, you stayed up that um, people when they got their serums were not expecting to see a mint button. And the amount of people I've yeah. talked to were like confused. Why have I got a mint button? Have I got to use that with the serum? And of course, because everyone was crazy that night, it's obviously trying to work out exactly what to do. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. A lot of people missed out. A lot of people missed out. But if you had an ape, you got, I mean, it's free money at the end of the day. You can't be critical. I, I love the team. Um, I think they're amazing. It would have been nice to meet some of the team. Were they in Ape Fest? Uh, I think one was, uh, I think Golden was, but I don't know. Possibly if any of the others were. I just happened to see a tweet about it. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was like that kind of not knowing whether, I mean, I myself didn't know whether obviously the serums and to mint and having the money ready and then click that button and then cancel yeah. it and change my mind kind of thing. Kind of does make you wonder what would have happened. Yeah, well, that's all the ETH I had at the time. That's why I only got three. But yeah, I mean, it's, I've heard someone who minted 100 that night. And that's just like, wow, wow. But, um, Yes. Yeah, so what's your thoughts on the mutants? Obviously, you you own what? How many mutants do you own? Two. Um, I have one, two, three, four. Ah, nice. Yeah. So what's uh, what's yeah, your thinking so on? Kind of... What's your kind of overall thinking on the? You know, when when BIYC distribute the token uh, and the apes and the mutants and the dogs and kind of what direction that's going to go or kind of come out the other end for us members? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure really. I mean, obviously the, the, the big thing that they've done now is obviously they did the first part of Ape Fest and obviously um, uh, had merch for that as well. And then obviously on the roadmap is some kind of... Oh, that roadmap, there's so like many some hints. Kind of... It's... it's... <laughs> We need those puzzlers back to kind of crack that code because there's a lot of dogs I've noticed on the roadmap. There's a lot of prawn prints on the map, but I think the dogs are very undervalued as well, actually. Well, I know Chris believes in this as well. Chris has said for a while about the dogs are very undervalued. Oh, but then yeah. I think across the board, I think the dogs and and the mutants are, are undervalued at the moment. Certainly as well, the M2s. I said about a month ago, some of the M2s were sitting at like three and four ETH. Okay. And, I wish I could saying to those. people like I <laughs> yeah I'm glad, I got I one today these, just because I was coming on the show to be honest with you so you, I'm glad you pushed me to do that yeah I got quite a nice one I got an M2 black t-shirt yeah but um I yeah the, you, you think that there's I still think the mutants are undervalued um but with the with the dogs there's only nine thousand just over nine nine and a half thousand is there of them 
you think there's if they give you some sort of percentage towards the token is that really undervalued can you stock up on 10 of them and it's just, just where do you put like would you if you had 35 ETH would you buy a floor rate or would you buy 10 floor mutants or 9 floor mutants I mean that's the question at the moment for some people yeah and it's also very difficult because as we head towards the end of the year we've got obviously um, people have got their their money tied up especially mm. like if you've only got one original ape as well oh, yeah what people will do i'll never sell my last ape. i don't think i think everyone feels the same way they would never sell their last ape. so well one of the guys on the nifty alpha today uh, michael g who talks quite often uh he sold his only ape um and it was quite interesting the kind of the story behind that because he said about obviously he still believes obviously in the boyc mission but obviously for him financially, and what he did was obviously flip that that ape. He bought um, a really, really nice mutant so that he still kind of... He's still in the membership club, yeah. I mean, I don't advocate... Yeah. If, the, if it's life-changing money, I advocate people to take it, to be honest with you. If it's going to change your life, um, then it depends how bullish and how much risk you want to take. But if it's millions, then you should take something at the end of the day, I think, if it... I mean, I, I, people always ask me, oh, how did you start with one ETH, two ETH? Because I only started with one ETH. I started with one ETH, and now I've got a couple of apes. And, and, um, but, you know, I know a lot of people might think you get lucky, but it's not lucky. It was hard work. It was a lot of research. It was a lot of putting hours. It was a lot of beating robots. It was all manual, you know. It was, uh, and then understanding the traits and talking to people and then learning about all other NFTs. And so well, a lot of people do ask, me like how can i get in and i say you know you've got to do your own research you've got to risk what you can afford to risk you've got uh you've got you've just got to be in spaces all the time stuff like this you've got to follow the right people you've got to be talking to people yeah you've got to have the time it's um but it's it's amazing it's amazing the whole space is amazing there's so much opportunity not just for uh, BAYC and other NFTs, there's so much like you know land development happening, and uh, you know merch. I don't want to give away all my ideas, but there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff you could do. And I will p- put a crazy kind of statement out there. I do think BAYC will flip punks one day because of the IP rights. Um, I hope that's not a soundbite. I hope that that does happen. But I, I think Roadmap Two will kind of kick that off. I'm very excited for the new year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, something I've been saying for quite a while to people as well, because this kind of conversation comes up about uh, having your own IP, owning your own digital character. And a lot of people just assume it's a kind of a buy and sell, uh, like either or. But I think the biggest thing is there's there's the licensing, you know, and at the moment, a lot of people haven't gone down that route. There's so much you could do with that. There's so much you could do with the licensing. And there's so many different strategies as well. It's not just, you don't just have to trade. I mean, there's other people, if they've got the spare money, I would say buy an ape, buy buy a mutant, buy a dog, sit back for a year. Keep your eye on it, obviously. But like, if that's the way you want to do it, there's, there's, and there's different strategies for everyone. Um, But everyone has to do their own research. I always get asked a lot of, I mean, I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter, but. I get asked a lot of questions. I can't imagine what you get in your inbox. And uh, it's, yeah. 
it's been quite interesting with the passage of time, the kind of evolution of, of, of all of our inboxes, obviously from Twitter kind of last year through to kind of this year. And it's been interesting watching how it evolves to, you know, people wanting to read white papers and do this or do that or whatever. It is quite fascinating to me how it's evolved. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it has evolved. I mean, like I said, when I first got into it, it was Nifty Gateway that I joined in like February and it was very limited and I I actually lost quite a bit of money. I bought some Dots of Satoshis with a friend um, by Luca Pelotti, I think his name was. I bought some, uh, what else did I get? Some Bill Ellis pieces. I think they made their money back in the end, but I lost money on it. So actually the Bored Apes was the last thing that I was going to look at in the NFTs and it was only because I saw that I was, well, my friend did obviously, you know, put, put eyes my eyes in front of it but it was only because i kept seeing there was money into it and then watching from that has just seen developed like like you said the white papers in the communities and how tokens have come now and you've seen that it's just it's just my like what's going to happen in the future it's just uh i'm just too so bullish on it and you add that in with eth going to when they fix their fees and they do their state again and you think june 2022 is just like what what price could ETH actually be um, just seems to be a perfect storm. All all yeah, coincide very, with COVID happening as well. I mean, with COVID didn't happen. Look how much time people have had on their hands to research this. I wouldn't have. I mean, I've always dabbled in crypto, but I I wouldn't have had the time to do this. And it's just, it's just, it just see, it does seem like a perfect storm. I think it's definitely given people a lot of other kind of you say people artists as well they've been able to continue making art and what better way is not only they can sell art but they're going to get royalties when people wanted to flip their art as well so they mm. get that residual income music industry in. is going to change um you think smart contracts going to be implemented everywhere i mean i'm not the most not the best in the technical uh, the technicality and the technical the the, like everything behind how it works with the blockchain but i know it's just it's it's crazy stuff crazy stuff i don't know how you can't not be bullish so who do you think who do you think might come in now we've seen obviously a lot of uh obviously athletes come in and now we've seen it's the majority uh, of rappers of and it's that they rappers. they you they buy a lot of um Floor apes as well, I tend to see. I see. Uh, I, I, I don't know how people feel about that. I mean, if they're generating it for the community, like everyone loves Snoop Dogg. I love Snoop Dogg. How can you not? Um, everyone loves him for the NFTs as well. And it's just, but when you see stuff like um, people buying stuff at Floor and then they're pimping out their own project and then it's, it's just obviously just a quick cash grab. And I don't really condone that. But like Steph Curry keeps quiet, big star. Obviously, we love that, but... I don't know. The Rock would be good. I think if The Rock came in, that would blow things up. Drake or The Rock, one of them. Yeah, it'd be interesting that you say because I think there's like obviously people that buy it for the culture because they want to resonate. Yeah, I mean, with uh, the, the younger audience. Our as community well. don't really. Uh, people do care, obviously, about celebrities. Like Steph Curry was a massive thing over that weekend. I remember I was in America at the time. And I was tra- I had a good weekend that weekend, but I mean, I was it was it, it was crazy. It was just constant, constant going up. One eve, one eve, one eve, one eve. It was just it was like never ending. 
but obviously there's the flip side to that i have bought some apes quite high and so everyone not everything's rosy all the time but um yeah it as my original point as i was saying was um celebrity uh, community don't really care so you, you, community care more about the actual art and use it in and what that's going to bring to the future and how it actually benefits other people and it, it's just there's a whole kind of mindset change not just nfts and this will this kind of spurs it on it's just there's a whole generational change and it all started with bitcoin back in 2017 when it started to become mainstream i remember back what september was it september 2017 just before it crashed um but that was when it started to become mainstream and i think covid did really kick that on and it opened a lot of people's minds i mean I, and it gave people opportunities I still work my my job now, so I'm not advocating, you know, I'm just saying people to go out and it gives opportunities to people to do their own thing and and do their own research and be able to make passive income um, and just enjoy it, actually enjoy it. Like, it's, it's, it's enjoyable to get into working. When I was saying I was working all those hours at the beginning, uh, when all the bids were happening at the beginning and that's the way it was running uh i enjoyed getting up doing that like obviously i was working at the same time but all those staying up late at night that was one of the best times of my life i was so excited (laughs) i remember calling one of my friends so excited if i got an ape successfully bought an ape and uh and then like when i started to realize how good some of these apes were like i remember getting a pimp one once and i was just like wow this is amazing i never thought i'd get one of these it's just it was just yeah so now i'm stuck Did you end up with a, a gold or a trophy uh, i never got a gold or a trophy and if i did get a gold or a trophy i would have kept it there was no way i would sell that that would be my favorite rope i think trophies are still undervalued i think they're gonna be worth some of the best money when we see like the crypto punk money i think they'd be up there um good ones especially um i wish i got a gold I mean, I remember at the time, I, I was close to getting a trippy. I was going to swap a spacesuit and 30 ETH, and that was the most I ever had, and I was in it for a while. And and I was just like, oh, I'm not sure. And then I was like, oh. then he went the next day, and then the trippy went, and I was like, oh, I wish I got that trippy. But, um, yeah, and I never got that. I, I've got I got three apes at the moment. So I've got my PFP, which is a nice tweed suit, Um and I've got a multi-grill and a gold grill military set. But I'm still looking on out on the hunt for another ape. If anyone is selling at a good price, hit me up. I'm always looking. I'm always <laughs> looking to <laughs> buy apes. I'm always looking to sell apes at a good price. That's another thing I did actually enjoy. Um, the fact that I saw Ape Gang actually giving people really good prices to get into the community because he wanted it to grow. So not just making money, but like I would, leniently go down and if it was a new person entering the community because you did want it to grow and the especially at the beginning community's kind of on the discord now see it's kind of changed a little bit but at the beginning like it was just everyone was just in it together it was like being uh back at like a virtual school kind of thing it was it was kind of odd it was kind of odd going back in time i don't know if you felt the same way I think it's changed over time because what's happened now is that people have kind of either 
moved on because they've had to flip because it's just got to that when when it was going up high when it was like you said before it went up to like a one point a 44 ETH offer that conversation that you're having obviously with families about what points you kind of go take the money and obviously move mm. on kind of thing it's a, it's a it's a difficult choice but um yeah because you never really know and you you are always at the mercy of obviously the community and the project founders because even though we individually own our IP there's always a concern about how, how the IP around you is going to be run. Well, yeah, it's scary. It's scary if, you know, well, I think the owners are good people and, and stuff, but if something happened, something bad and the press even happens to one of those people, it just tank a project. I mean, you saw what happened with Fame Ladies and, and um, that recent one. Recently, there was an artist, I can't remember what his name, and they found some racist pictures, was it? And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah less said about that about but i mean it is scary that there's external factors that are unforeseeable that could that could affect your uh, your wealth at any time um but you can say that about anything you like i mean i was dabbling i've dabbled in stocks most yeah. of my life and there's external things that can happen and you, anything can happen so i i think i think we've got a i mean if you it's a the biggest blue chip out there for me. I, I strongly I do think we will flip punks one day. What do you think, Vicky? I think that I'm wondering whether uh, Moss Bros are going to like come out from like the shadows and say they want to use use your ape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine that as like a marketing campaign. Moss Bros are so kind of like what, been so... around for it. Well, what? yeah, this this is about <laughs> over here. No, there's um. I was just thinking that I've not been there for four years. <laughs> yeah. so Are they still even there? No, they're still here. <laughs> they're still here. They're still selling the same cheap shirts. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I, I think uh, there's you could do stuff like that. You could do stuff like that. Why not? Why, why can't why can't a company come along and take certain things? You think like a pizza hut could do? Um, if you see eight gangs, uh, PFP there, they could see him listening. You could see the pizza hut could sponsor him or something. Definitely, I've said for a while. I think the first ones to get hit are pizza. Now that yeah. the kind of rappers and athletes, yeah, are going to be I the pizza so. ones, and it's only a matter of time that before. Uh, I don't necessarily know. I know um, a few pizza owners, and I can't necessarily see them selling i think most of them are pretty smart enough to realize that it'd have to be amazing off the sale or license yeah yeah how would the license work then do you, do you know do you know exactly how that would work you'd have to come to a deal with them over obviously what they're going to pay you how long a period it would be what that involves in terms of obviously your IP, how they're going to use it in terms of whether it's going to come on packaging or an advert, then you'd need to kind of think think deep, more deep on that if it was going to go onto some kind of advert that ideally you want some kind of say over it because ultimately, you know, it's your IP. So, again, there's lawyers' costs are going to be involved, but I'm pretty sure it will happen. I'm pretty sure it will be, my guess would be Domino's. Mm. They're, um, they're bigger Domino's in America, around, aren't they, actually, Domino's? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, we've seen Arizona tea yeah. buy their own apes. So, um, well, what stops them from buying their own apes? Well, nothing. But I just think that a lot of the pizza owners I know aren't going to sell because they know, like, they bought it for that reason, and they're kind of pretty much. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if someone was to offer ape gang like two million 
dollars or whatever oh, when we go. I'm not sure. Now. I think <laughs> I think it's a five million dollar minimum right now. But that's what I'm <laughs> saying. But if like if someone says, well, you know, you're going to get residual income or want to license it for a year, yeah. and it's going to be X amount, you. But then again, the trouble with that is you also got way up is you're then tied into them using your IP. You can't use it for things you want to. So well, that depends how good the offer is, isn't it? But yeah, there is endless possibilities. It's, it's um, it's all positive. It's all good. And in terms of the mutants, obviously, um, what is? I know obviously you you bought one, but if you could have any any mutant, what, what's your favourite traits that you look for in a mutant? I like the multi-grills in the mutants, actually. I like the M2 multi-grills. Um, I had one of them because I mutated my multi-grill uh, M2, and I had an M1. I actually sold my M1 or multi-grill on release night at 11 ETH, which obviously looks good now. I mean, that night, I still think about that night thinking, you know, if you was there was a lot of mutants going for there was gold ones going for 5 ETH that night and it was just like didn't have enough time to really put two and two together it was just uh, and a few people got caught because um, obviously the price always, you know it's like you see it always going to go up and then it's going to dip a bit um, but um, I, like, I really like the multi-grills <laughs> sorry to get back to your original question I really like the multi-grill uh, M2s and the King's Crowns um, and obviously the trippies, but that's just because I've got bias towards trippies. What's your favourite? Yeah, um, I have quite a few different ones. I say I like, still like the one I that I picked up on secondary, which is my PFP. I really like um, the cheetah fur on M two. They're underpriced. I need to put one today, actually. Super. <laughs> yeah, but the. You've got to depend on, obviously, the way they look, because some of them are covered up by accessories. But, I like um, Cleaner H, I, yeah. I don't, obviously, no one likes the snot faces. Um, and when <laughs> it comes to the actual apes, like I like the Cleaner Mutant, the, the Cleaner Mutant-looking ones, and I like 40 apes the most as well, to be honest with you. So um, anything that doesn't look too messy. That was the critical... A lot of people said about the art, about the mutants, how it looks a bit messy, but... I think there's some really there's some really good gems in there. That there's so many of them that if you uh, keep your eyes peeled, you'll get a good good deal. But what's your thoughts? And the other one I love as well is M2 pimp coats. M2 pimp coats. Yeah, they're flamingos. nice. They're amazing. I was looking I don't at like one. The this was the day. Though. No, M2. The day before I got the one from you, I was looking at one, mm. and I kid you not, it was such a funny conversation. <laughs> I was debating about whether to get one or the other of these pimp coats, and one, I think one was at maybe eight ETH M2, and it was it was really really cool. And I was like, I better run it past Rob before I come home and see what he thinks. And as we were talking about it, my Twitter popped up. Um, Jimmy had bought um. Uh, th- I think it was three three mutants and then I did a table take and I looked across at my screen and I couldn't believe it he bought the one that I was looking at oh so I got lucky then <laughs> literally yeah. Yeah, and I went I, and I messaged him and went what what the hell this is like on my screen to buy like oh man oh. couldn't believe it I've been researching for about an hour because I thought the market was so quiet it's going to be fine mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you never you never quite know when someone's looking for a bit of shopping. Nah, you never know. I think now's a good time, people. If you are shopping, just before um, Jack with ETH rising though, there we're seeing. Um, what's your feelings with ETH rising and the, the price of action there then? To be honest, I'm not really since the last 
two or three weeks, I've not really looked at anything. I've not minted anything. I've not looked at anything. I'm just kind of taking a step. Well, the, mut- the mutants are setting quite a lot. There's a lot of volume in the mutants in the last 48 hours. The floor's risen a little bit. Um, it's interesting to see, especially with ETH rising, that hasn't been effective. Yeah, I think people are starting to realise the value. And, and then even hearing someone that I know that's had an ape for a long time sell that and pick up a mutant, I think that, that when you've got some of the bigger money coming in with some of these people that do want in on the action, like the celebrities and the thing they're going to want the best ape that they can get for the best price. So it's going to flip in a sense of some of us going to obviously sell our apes. They're going to get the apes, and obviously then the flip comes down to the mutants by staying in. Mm. So what do you think of the token distribution? Do you think there'd be a difference with M2 and M1? I've not really thought about it, to be honest. I think because... I just kind of wait and see. There's always, like you say, that amount of speculation. It's like even with the robot games and mm. and the wars and stuff like that. It's like, you know, some things are going to appeal to some people, like Ape Fest and games, and some people are going to appeal to merch. So, um, yeah, mer- merch. Sometimes it's just nice. When you to say watch. merch, I think, <laughs> yeah, he's nice to watch too. Right, but but when you see uh, merch, I think they're they're good apes that have anything with a bit of merch on. Yeah, they always, and they come out well in the mutants as well with the merch stuff as well if they I do. yeah if I had more money I definitely would have bought a couple of merch ones I love the black merch one with the little mon- mo- rainbow monkey on the sleeve yeah that's the one I got today very happy oh, did you? yeah <laughs> got it for quite cheap five point well not cheap but five point four five e it sounds better when you say yeah. like one to five yeah yeah can't lose the value of money. Yeah. But I don't think about that. Now I know Chris, my co host, who's probably fallen asleep by now, is probably got some good questions coming up for you as well. Okay. Far away, Chris. No, I'm still here. Um <laughs> good, good. good. Just I'm knackered. Um Yeah, I uh I wanted to speak more about the IP really because I I personally just see all of this I think a little bit different to most in terms of if we're here for the long haul, the short-term arbitrage of trading, I don't, I don't personally. I'm, I've never been that bothered whether I'm involved in in it or not. Um, I, I can see the arbitrage, but if you know, say this all goes to zero within a year, half a year, it's gonna be looked upon. You know, we'll look back on it and go, "Oh, that was a laugh, wasn't it?" Or like. You know, I, I you know I benefited from you know I learned this, but I made a bit of money. Out. Yeah, I made a bit of money, but actually, I think in terms no, of I get your point. I get IP your point. going forward, um, that that's what interests me the most, and that's where that's where my focus is. Um, where do you see? I mean, we're joking about Moss Bros and stuff, but like, where would you see your PFP, for example? How do you think? about IP and what you could potentially do with it? Um, I'm more leaning in towards merch and going down that kind of avenue, to be honest with you. Um, Licensing-wise, I, I, th- I think my noise ape, my noise tweed is one that could be licensed or a multi-grill. I think there's a lot of kind of potential for... Like I've shown all my nieces and nephews my 
uh, apes because <laughs> kids love it. <laughs> they do love it, and they all point to the multi grill every single time. Every and um, I think there's potential for even a show when it comes to that. Um, I mean, you saw what Hollywood bought the the rights to CryptoPunks, didn't they? I mean, there's potential there with the apes as well. I think they're kid friendly uh, ones without. Uh, smoking in it especially um yeah i would like to see it's going to be interesting to see if someone can crack the merch because um i think there's definitely something to it yeah i think people respond to it better in the u.s just in terms of um oh they love it they love love yeah it's just more of a here it's i don't know like they still love it here. There's a yeah, gap in the market. there's a gap in the Asian market is well, where it really go well. Yeah, I've predominantly been in in sort of paid ads and e-com for the last sort of five mm-hmm. years, and you know, it, a lot of different things have run have run through my mind and possibilities. And I, the fear is obviously you'd be stuck with a warehouse load um, that you couldn't shift, and especially during these times, it's you know everything's made logistically harder but I, d- I do think there is a huge yeah there's a huge gap there um brian lopez who we um interviewed previously he's done quite well with merch um and had people sort of request different items that he wasn't yet doing but i think if someone was to set it up properly and then get the marketing right with paid ads across all platforms because I think, like, I'd I'd love to know what the genuine percentages of people that are aware of board apes. Because I'm pretty sure, like, most of minimal. my mates know now. Not a lot of them, not via me, but they'll see, like, the when I've been contacted, it's been it was oh, a well Yeah, and I've seen they're like yeah, I've seen Steph's got one, or like yeah, I see Curry's got one, or. I'll, or mm. Timberland's just got one, or little baby, and then the, in their head they've obviously gone, oh yeah, um, Chris's PFP is an ape as well. So like, I'm going to message him to see what this is all about. So it's kind exactly of like that that gradual. Yeah. But I think you made a good observation with the fact that at the beginning, and you're right, like shout out to Ape Gang, like community building. You know, he was he was really trying to onboard as many people as he could and it was the same vibe in the discord um he sold me my first ape as well um did a did a transaction where i sent eth first you know so there was a lot of trust there and there's a lot of trustworthy people yeah and that 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 is actually one of the things it could have been any project to be honest with you but if you just send eth first and then you, you know, you get a smooth transaction or whatever. It kind of just don't gives you like a little bit of belief. No, no, definitely. No, no, I definitely don't. But like, it gives you a belief in the space. Like it gives you, yeah. that's how I've always done things. You know what I mean? And like, there's a part of you that's like, yeah, if, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. Whatever, you know, the consequences, like everyone's old enough, you know, to, to uh, take responsibility there. But there was that. And then you're right. It's changed now. It's more, everyone is out for themselves and rightly so. And it's become more of a, like we've seen what it could become. Um, you know, Supreme, Nike, 
that sort of branding i see it quite i see it a bit more diverse than just just that type of company but yeah with the tokenomics as well i um i see it playing out a lot differently now to, to how we we first saw it um and they've changed along the way like the metadata wasn't frozen and now it was there wasn't 3d rigged files for the metaverse and now there's going to be so like they've proved that they can adapt over time oh they're doing they're doing things they're they're, they're yeah. the best devs I've, I've been in quite a few projects now and by far nothing compares to board ape yacht club not just the devs the community just the, the even the art just this is stable as well which is what i like at the moment you're seeing all these other nft projects going down and uh, it's stable and people are seeing there's value in mutants like you said people are trusting the uh the devs and I, like you just said, Chris, the, the team—they're adapting. They're capable of adapting. They're innovators. Uh, everyone's copied them for a reason. Okay, one of the things that um, was very funny to me was when uh, little baby was performing um, at the club. Before he went out on stage, he mutated his ape. Oh yeah. Before he went out yeah, on stage, I saw that. and we were all talking about it. We were like, how? That's got to have been stressful. It can't have been easy. And we were like, oh, you know, the kind of when you go through the process of doing yeah. it and like you're just about to go and perform and like, oh, where's my ledger? <laughs> yeah. Who's got my MetaMask? <laughs> what am I doing? What button am I pressing? How am high I is gas? Am I getting scammed? You know, yeah. Like, yeah, am I getting scammed? Did I hit the right button? Like you wonder whether like maybe Gordon was with him out the back or whatever and he's like, oh, what do I press next? Yeah, probably. But they would help. They're, 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 they're good people. Yeah, but that's what makes me wonder. It's like almost like if you have a film of of B A Y C of the things that go on oh, in the background. Oh, it'd be good to see the documentary like... of how they made it. Actually, yeah. Well, especially because you think next year will be coming like the the dive bar in Miami, and uh, in about two weeks, three weeks, we've got art uh, art Basel in Miami, and there's going to be more events in Miami, I believe. Mm. Well, they're having the clubhouse there, aren't they? Yeah, that'll open next year, I think. But, um, yeah, it's going to take a lot of work. So, obviously, that's going to be need to be constantly run. Obviously, Miami's so busy as well. But, uh, there's lots coming up as well. But, say, so it's interesting to see how each owner is taking kind of, obviously, you think we're only on episode seven. Everyone's so different and diverse as to their journeys and what they're doing with their eight. Yeah, well... I'm definitely here to stay. <laughs> There's no chance I'll be selling my last eight. But I'm always in the market, like I said. Always in the market. Very British. Very British. My, my Chris, I've got a question me... for you. Yeah. Go for it, mate. So, other project-wise, I know it's Mutant Monday, but is there any other NFT project that you would have your eye on that could potentially become blue chip at a lower entry. At a lower entry, yeah. Mm. Apart from the mutants, which is, I, I, for me, it's what I would be telling everyone around that kind of range. I'd rather buy a mutant than a cool sure. cat, say. Sure. That is, um, just quickly on that, for me, the dogs, if, if the tokenomics are going to be... So we've got tiered membership. We know that. Like, we've got that in writing where it's OG apes, you know, tier one then mutants, then dogs. Dogs are the lowest form of membership, but they're all access to tokenomics. What's interesting to me is because it's blockchain and things can be backdated, like with this ENS and with Botto 
and with the FOMO coin, people got more for the lot, like if they held the longest, you know, people mm. like people forget with these smart contracts, you can do anything. So you can reward yeah. someone that's potentially, and I know Gary will do this guaranteed. He'll reward someone that's never uh, listed after minting. Um, oh, you're very British, Gary. Oh, yeah, um... ridiculous, mate. I would <laughs> honestly, like I'd say, I would generally sell my ape and and buy three or four V friends. Like, really? I just think in the end he he'll win. Yeah, I just think in the end. I like, but, he pumps his own bag. I like Gary. Yeah, I mean, he pumps his own bags. You know, he's, he's a winner. He's going to. I just think well, there's no one better positioned to like network how he can. Mainly because, like you were saying, and this is like everything. Everything circles back around when uh, BAYC off um, advertised their first job. I know it's about sixty percent of the description was to basically say are you good at putting out fires that was that made a made me bullish because of what they potentially had planned that kind of gave a bit of that away but also we are straight into brand protection you know we're already in that mode which is you know as you know and you were saying very very important and that can also go into the ip of how people use their ape and there's nothing stopping somebody from using or selling their ape to a company that you know, might not have good connotations. Whereas with yep. Gary, you're talking about somebody that's been on YouTube and completely doxxed since the early 2000s. And from then until now, <laughs> I don't think there's anything on his record. I don't think there's anyone else in the world that that has that. But that's, you know, that's another, that's another discussion. Um, but... Well, he actually said on the thing with Bobby Hundreds today... What people need to realise is is that he's obviously going to carry on doing this forever. But obviously, it, it's his legacy. If this goes wrong, he's finished. And that that was his words. Yeah, he he makes sure it won't go wrong. He, he's exactly. he's too smart. You know, for but that. that's when people no. realise, like when they say, "Oh, what is he doing with it?" And stuff that now, and like he's doing so much with it, he's not gonna let it go to zero because he spent all these years building up all these these businesses, and that the, you know stand the test of time whether it be wine and obviously Vayner NFTs as well as coming through Vayner talent all these different kind of things it's like a crazy amount of experience uh, yeah character. and for the long term mm. as well like if mm. this is if yeah. this, and and don't forget there's a long time between you know roadmap um, announcements each thing on the roadmap you know, there's usually fairly decent gaps between. I think the gaps are going to get bigger now going forward. I think we've moved past. That makes sense because FOMO, they can't, haven't we? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's stable. It could be a gradual rise. To uh, it, I think a lot of it will depend on the tokenomics and and how they're going to distribute that. I mean, do you see M1? Like I said, asked earlier, do you see M1s and M2s having a different rating, or say difficult. you've got a rarer rate? I think, and people have pushed for a separate collection, which would obviously, um, it would uh, instantly have a um, bigger gap between the floors, I'm sure, um, because the Serums have obviously got their own um, page on OpenSea. But having them kind of merged, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, the rarities 
and apes took a fair while to sort themselves out um and occasionally you, you you'll see one that you know you think oh fucking hell that's a lot lower than it should be and i think these will take even longer because there's more of them i think now the people that are going to be getting into bayc like you know there's 200,000 plus wallets and we've all and it's all been the same people trading everything so yeah, now we're talking about so new people like coming in yeah exactly and like well, i'm speaking to mates and saying yeah exactly get verified that's where we all know it's going to blow up and i'm saying to mates like you know look at these mutants but really like that's a lot for the vast majority it is a lot in real aspect terms i mean i've got friends saying how do i get in how do i get in and my i don't really want to you know advocate doing spending a lot of money but uh, mutants for me is the only way you can get in all the dogs because of the entry point and i would say get into bayc is it's a blue chip um and go bidding go bidding try and get something for a little bit cheaper and but it is when you put it into real life terms it's a lot of money it is it is a lot especially with eth rising i mean what's the mutant floor now for eth so what's yeah that, 14 000 english just under twenty thousand dollars. I mean, it's it's hmm. yeah, no, it's yeah, significant. There's not a lot of people that are going to want to invest this. You've also got to think on a retail basis. We're coming up to Christmas, so people aren't thinking about investing a heck of a lot of money into NFTs. Yeah, you, project founders and disco people might tell you otherwise. And yeah, there's always going to be flippers. But again, it was seasonality. I said that it would drop in September because. Everything drops in September. Retail, yeah, it's cyclical. It's seasonal, isn't it? And yeah, and you've got the um, tax like season January. in January as well. Yeah. So it's just yeah, just but I, I, that's why I think that if, NFTs even if it does revolve drop around now, retail. I think if it does drop now, I think I think we're going to see a rise though in in Q one twenty twenty two because that's when we've promised been promised roadmap. Um, yeah. Well, gets initiated, and you can see people are going to. Put some, put more money into it. Oh, it does. Uh, do you think it de is dependent on Ethereum prices, though? No, but I think the landscape's changed. Like, if you look at activity, if you if you purely just look at the activity, like we had spikes, you know, um, from two to five, back to three, you know, to seven, eight, back to five, and we had these. Like, if you look at the peaks um, on OpenSea, they're actually pretty accurate the gaps are all fairly similar you know there was like yeah. a few weeks between each one and then we've had you know the longest sideways movement apes hit 60 um retraced and i just think the entire nft landscape's sort of changed but but that's the fear i fear for people like with mutants it's like they're undervalued they're undervalued but they're not gonna do what happened before because nothing is you know Things that are holding no, no, their flaws, that are, are, things that are holding their flaws, would yeah. make me bullish. But I just fear that people think that, you know, if I scoop mutants now, they're gonna go to eight, retrace to five, go to ten. Uh, I, I, you know, um, I don't I think, think that's people think gonna that. happen. I think people are thinking it's a good entry point to get into the club, more so than just the the fact that oh it might moon. But I think that's with the but, hope that they moon rather than just being in the club and holding it plus the time it takes like from q1 2022 people having seen the appreciation of og apes i just fear that like from now until then is a long time to wait you know people are impatient by nature 
like we've seen how many things are listed below like i'm seeing like you were saying you bought m1s during a pump and you're seeing people list stuff for four or five that they bought for 11 and i think yeah and that's yeah. that's not that's within a short space of time so from now until the token the token but I once think, once people is buy, buy that back though that, that's not going anywhere at that price again I mean, once that's been brought back, that's been stored away. Someone's going to try and flip it. Someone, the the flippers came in. And they got they got some of them got burnt, and they overpaid, and it happens. And once they're out, they've paper handed out. So I, I'm yeah, not the sure. mint price is is the thing that sets it that sets a fairly solid foundation for sure. Um, yeah, I just think like with ETH ripping as well as you say, I just don't think we'll see the movement. And if we do see, I think it will be less of a pump and then maybe just as much of a, of a retrace. So right. I would so, personally, dogs would be my, would be, is just my gut feeling on it really in terms of I, I get that. entering. Because they, they are, actually, they're under two ETH. You can, you can get some good dogs actually for around two ETH. But yeah. would you say that, that a mutant is worth 10% less than an eight? Or ninety percent, sorry, ninety percent less is is what for mutants. If an eight's roughly, I think it's yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? Like I separate, you'd separate into two different factions where you've got utility and in IRL events, and I think the the way that's a that's a bit more predictable. I think they'd build out um, very exclusive events for for board apes per se that wouldn't be available to to mutants. I think that that would be one of the very obvious things that they could do. But apart from that, I'm just guessing with the token. But I, I would imagine everyone's got the same... The spoiler of bad news. We are at the hour. Thank you very much, Miss, for your time. It's been great no, having you Thank you for having on. me. And Yeah, no problem at all. And then hopefully we'll get to meet either in London or in New York at some point.